Hello, hello, hello. It's a fantastic day. I'm in a great mood. It's an all-new Loftus party. I'm here in the freezing, freezing tundra of Long Island and across the country in an undisclosed campground is the Liberty Gypsy where it's much warmer. It's much warmer and I'm not in a campground. (laughs) Well, that's where gypsies park. You park out in the woods and you have big fires and then the locals come by and you scare them. Yeah, (laughs) no, we, we actually fixed the encampment and now have a permanent fence. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Well, then that's that's not the gypsy lifestyle. That's like a liberty commando. That's yeah, like a liberty survivalist. It doesn't there have the same go. ring to it. Sorry. A li- you could be a liberty prepper if you want to be. Liberty prepper? No, I like liberty <laughs> gypsy. I'm not no, saying I don't might... do a little bit of prepping, but you know. Are, are you a prepper? I'm nowhere near the prepper that my parents are. Really? My mother has so much toilet paper stockpiled, it's not even funny. She thinks someday she'll be able to use it as currency. So much liberty, you'll poop your pants. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Liberty Gypsy motto. Yep. So much liberty, you'll poop your pants. Um, I'm afraid to become a prepper. I really right. am. Oh, because it's, it's highly addictive. Like, here's the thing. I, I don't want to get a... I, I, I want a tattoo. I desperately, desperately want a tattoo. My fear is I have an addictive personality. If I get one, I'll, I'll somehow get a whole sleeve. Um, buying weapons. I know for a fact, once I start buying weapons, I'm going to be a collector, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really going to be into it. It's going to cost me a lot of money. With prepping, that seems like an awesome pastime, and I would just I would spend too much money, and I would get way too into it. My old friend uh, Sam Simon from The Simpsons, he was a big prepper. Really? And yeah. Oh yeah. Sam had. Oh my gosh, he had the compound. That dude had a total uh, animated Liberty compound. He had um he had tons of weapons. He had uh. A way to there's a there's these things you get where you can turn your pool water into drinking water and like potable water, I guess. He had uh solar panels all set up. I mean, that dude was ready to get off. And he's like, if it ever goes down, try to make it here. But if you don't make it, well, you don't make it. <laughs> well, you don't make it. I'm willing to share, but you gotta take the risk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would uh uh, yeah, I'm afraid that if I get it, I see the the freeze dried uh, food commercial where you can freeze dry your own meals, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I should get that. I should totally buy that. I mean, listen, I, I just need more money. I need more money, <laughs> and I need more land. But I would totally be into being a prepper. Yeah, no, I mean a, a little bit here and there. We do some canning and stuff like that. And, you know, you can the peaches do you out there? We're just gonna have to go up to mom's house, but. Yeah, right? Well, we ate some peaches at the Liberty Gypsies place. We think the peaches might have turned. We can't stop shitting, so we're going to head to base camp where there's the mountain of toilet paper. Right. Clean ourselves up and then fight the zombies. Yeah, okay. there you go. So much news. So much news. What a uh, so crazy I, week. I guess, I guess we'll go back in time a okay. little bit to uh, when Trump was talking to Congress, right? That was only on Thursday. <laughs> you you want to go back further? No, I'm just saying it feels like a month ago with everything that's happened in the intervening oh. days. But I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I missed the like the front half of the speech. I came in a little late to it, but he was absolutely crushing it. He was absolutely crushing it. 
was definitely his most restrained on-point speech that I have heard him make since probably a couple weeks before the campaign ended. He knew what he wanted to say, and he said it, and I think he did an excellent job in articulating his vision. You know, of course, I love I love the liberals who say, oh, somebody wrote that for him. Yeah, because Obama didn't have speechwriters and Bush didn't have speechwriters. Of course somebody wrote it for him. It doesn't mean it's not his ideas. Yeah, that's that's a that's a ridiculous uh, argument right there. I thought it was great. I liked um I liked the voice thing of it. The uh, victims of interstellar galactic uh, alien enemies or whatever that could stands for. Yeah, let's Support fire that agency sucker up. for the victims of illegal immigrant crime. Or we could call it that. Yes. Uh, some friends of mine, and, and you need this. You need these support systems. And I, I mean, like there was an audible gasp. You know, oh, like he was talking about forming, uh, you know, the Gestapo or something. There was an audible gasp in the in the uh, in in the 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 stage or whatever you call that thing where he gave the speech. Uh, but I, I'm all for it. Friends of mine were the victim uh, of drive-by shooting years ago. Uh, some wow. friends of mine in oh yeah yeah yeah. You know, it was a weird blessing. My buddy got hit, I think, in the arm, and his wife got hit uh, in the knee. Like it went into her uh, right beside the the kneecap on the bright side. When they went and got the bullet out, the doctor was like, while we were in there, we noticed that you had some like scar tissue and some blah, blah, blah um, that would have given you problems down the road. So we went ahead and got that out. So her knee is actually better now. However, there's like a uh, if you're a victim of, of crime like this, there was financial support. There was counselors. It was great. Like my buddy, uh, and he's a big time uh, liberal. He was like, "This is an awesome thing to have." Like, if you are the victim of just a senseless crime like that, you know, there's there's an agency that steps in and says, "Well, we got some money here to help you out with some bills because you were laid up for a while." And if you're in shock, or you, we have counselors, so why not have that? Um, actually, it seems like a, a duplicate agency, as I say it out loud. <laughs> Well, no, but I think the other thing, one of the things that I was actually a huge fan of in Trump's executive order that got uh, held up in the Ninth Circuit was it actually started talking about gathering statistics on these types of crimes. There, There is very little raw data available about how many times an illegal immigrant breaks the law versus a U.S. citizen or how many um, terror-related charges are made. So part of what he was calling for was actually to start collecting and gathering that information because there's a lot of anecdotal out there, but there's nothing really official. There is the Ann Coulter book. Uh, adios America. And I, I know that she's close with Trump and he reads her stuff and they're all, and, and, and I'm kind of, you know, cozy with, with Anne. I saw her on a, on a program the other day when she was actually, she had to dig, 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 dig for these statistics. And they, and she says that whole thing about, oh, immigrants don't uh, commit as many crimes as regular Americans. That's patently false. Well, it's patently false, but also if you look at the sanctuary cities and the numbers that we have, most of them are large urban areas where they're not asking about somebody's immigration status when they're arrested. So yeah. then even the numbers she can find are probably wrong. Well, that's a backhanded compliment. Well, no, I'm just saying I'm, I'm not saying it's a backhanded compliment towards her. I'm sure she did dig for a lot of statistics, but given the number of cities where it's not even asked and it's not even recorded, I mean, the data she has probably is very flawed. Not, I, I no want to say that, I want to say that they were comparing immigrants 
who committed a crime versus Americans who committed a crime. Like it was, it was just, it's just an odd, odd thing. Um, anyway, and I said, and I did it myself. See, that's the thing. I said, immigrants, illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that drives me bonkers. That drives me bonkers that how, how quick, you know, political pundits and, and news media people can shift it from illegals to legals. No one is against undocumented workers. Okay. So we, so we both, we're both on board with the, the Trump speech in front of Congress. Here's my criticism of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of a harsh one. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the special guest stars on these speeches. I'm done with it. Like, uh, there's a, a person here in the audience and she was, uh, the victim of blah, blah, blah. And then everybody has to stand and they have to recognize, you know, the girl that survived the thing. And then you give a little bit more speech and you go, and then there's a young man in here who, uh, was hurt washing windows at the Sears tower. And let's recognize, I mean, it's, it's too much. It's too much. And it's so blatant and it's so obviously political theater. I'm done with it. I guess it all started. Uh, with Ronald Reagan. He's yeah, the guy I'm not sure it when first. it started because it's kind of been that way my whole life, but that would make sense because Reagan was elected when I was eight. There you go. <laughs> so you probably don't – You probably I don't, don't remember uh, it not being there. I remember for some reason as fate would have it, I was a little kid. I was watching TV and this plane had uh, crashed into I think the Potomac. I'm probably wrong, but like it was a snowy really day. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, and and uh, there's these people like trying to live. Uh, they're they're they they came out of the plane. They're drowning, mm-hmm. and 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 it seemed like the fire department. Everybody was just like standing around, and this dude, just like this regular dude, just jumped in and helped and saved this woman's life. Right. So Reagan Reagan uh, said, "Well, let's have him out and let's recognize this true." Uh, American hero. And then ever since, it has just been a parade, parade, parade. And not to say that these people are not heroes and not to say they don't deserve recognition. I just think we need to take a break. We need to take a break. Because it diminishes. I I mean, it was, it was, it was when that, when the widow uh, of that Navy SEAL stood up and she was crying, I was, it was incredibly touching. It was incredibly touching, right? Now, as a comedian, as a comedian, I also know how to milk the crowd, and, and we've talked about it on this show. Like Donald Trump has graduated from an open micer to a headliner now, and all he has to do is stop clapping and turn back to the podium, and everybody stops clapping. He milked it. He milked it. He milked it. So I know he did it, and he knows he did it. So Now America I mean, it, knows he did it. It, it became it became if you listen to that audio, you can kind of hear the applause kind of trail off and then cl- Trump keeps clapping and then it kind of starts up again. And the, and it was so, oh, my gosh, she's she's looking up towards heaven and she's talking to her dead husband. It was like, it, but don't don't do that. I don't like to be manipulated like that. I find it. Uh, it's not cool. I love that lady. I love her husband. God bless him for his service. All of it. And and. But but don't manipulate me. Please don't Apparently do that. Apparently neither do Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Keith Ellison. They sat for the whole thing. Yeah, I know. 
the second did you one. See they the... stood for her introduction, but they sat for the standing ovation. Did you see how Keith Ellison had like his his fingers all together, like like his hands were templed, like he was literally like he was sitting there like a supervillain, like contemplating, like it, it was like Austin Powers shit, like <laughs> like his next evil move. I mean, that was ter- that that picture was disturbing. Well, his his last his evil move before that was losing the DNC election, so that was good. News. Oh, well, they yeah, they couldn't do that. I mean, like, seriously, with the stuff that that guy said, with the stuff that he has said, I'm getting ahead of myself. It was awful close. It was awful close. Who were the chicks in white? Who were those uh, Democrat chicks who did the thumbs down who were wearing all white? That was all of our erstwhile Democratic senators and congresswomen. But why were they wearing all white? Um, to symbolize women's suffrage and oppose Donald Trump, because somehow I <laughs> guess he's gonna take away our right to vote. I don't know. Right? Yeah. They are Stop so into driving. virtue signaling. I can't even keep track anymore. Virtue signaling. Yes. That's a great one. So you know all these cool things that I don't know. Virtue signaling. Yeah. Yeah. That they're like they're suffragettes. They're wearing all white. Never have I wanted Peta to bust in and just start spraying people with blood. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly guns, some kind of red marmalade. Well, it's so, just it's so it's so ridiculous because I've I've been a woman in the United States for my entire life. Really, and I, I have never felt that I am lacking any rights as opposed to my male counterparts. Because you haven't this, like, been ongoing fight for women's rights. I'm not at that point. You're looking for special privileges. <laughs> Which exactly. I have a real problem with. Well, that's so. what I did on the Flipside TV show. Like, what do you – we want more equal. That's not equal. Well, we want more. Like, we all have the same rights. And this is a fact. Uh, 51% of America's wealth, 51% of America's wealth is held by women. Yeah. So you, you're that's actually winning. because you all died winning. first. <laughs> Survived by his wife. Exactly. Yeah, we do. We do die first. I you know. ladies are killing us with your <laughs> nagging and you take out the garbage. Take out the garbage. Oh, no, that's yes. standard operating procedure in my house. So I women love how have... I'm impressed. I never have to take out garbage. I don't have to clean up dog crap. If it's heavy, yeah. I don't have to lift it. It's, yeah. I'm yeah, that's... I can't and that's stand what... it. That's what makes me unhappy. It's it's not fair. It's not fair. Women have the distinct advantage. The distinct advantage. And if you don't know, and if you don't know that you have the advantage, and you don't know how to uh, use your advantage, I'm not going to help you. Because me and my fellow dudes, we're in a fight for our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I seems like a hot, sweaty, miserable task. For, you did. The website. Yep. You did. What was the title of the blog? Something to the effect of "Dear Men, Please Keep Being Toxic." Because there the, you go. The the thing at the time was toxic masculinity. Did you put that on Facebook? Oh, I put it on Facebook. It was very popular. I wrote it like right after we launched the site. Here's what we're gonna start doing, and I'm announcing this publicly. We're gonna start putting uh, the blogs on the Facebook. We're going to get – here's what we're going to be like drug dealers. We're going to be like drug dealers of fun, and we're going to give away a little. Well, we actually we actually give it away on the website. <laughs> like the first, one's, the, the first one's on the house, and then you got to come to the site to get more. You got to come to the, the Loftus Party uh, crack house of fun to get there it. There you go. Which I swear to God, there's going to be more nudity. There's going to be more salacious content. We are going to uh, dance around PG-13 hard R material. That's I, I I've been thinking about CPAC a lot. I've been thinking about it a lot, and and we have to go 
even farther, Liberty Gypsy. We have to really push this envelope. We are going to we are going to have such a good time and be a, and and be a, a bit more outrageous, so that people. I want it to be like a, a guilty pleasure that they come and like who can believe that this this site that that leans to the right, these these libertarian, these conservatives. I I can't believe what they're doing. That's what I want. We got to free. We have to these these people. They're shackled. They're shackled by their. They are. <laughs> By their addiction to uh, like eagles and red, white, and blue, and and their their jingoistic fucking bullshit. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna like you know those ships they put out in the in the Antarctic to break through the ice. Yeah. That's us. We are the icebreaker ship in this whole movement. I am into it. I'm I'm ready. You know, like I'm in such a good mood today. I I'm ready to do some wacky stuff. Wacky some, stuff. Oh, like. Uh, like, <laughs> you do not want me in charge of the website today. I okay. would throw stuff. I would throw stuff up there. Uh, yeah, people getting tattoos in weird places. Uh, there would be all kinds of stuff. There, would, it would be off the rails. Okay, so but we're 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 getting away from politics here. I should for for you people listening. Uh, I did stand up last night. I did two shows. I was headlining Governors and Levittown. And here's what I know. Stand-up comedy makes me feel better. It just makes me feel better. It's like a giant therapeutic, just a regurgitation uh, of emotional shit and comedy and political stuff and relationship stuff and sex stuff and science fiction stuff. It's like this. It's like this podcast. It's just a but with a big us. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I was talking about being a Trump supporter uh, last night at the end of the first show. And like, hey, and I told him it like he wasn't my guy. He wasn't my guy. But when it came down between him and Hillary, that's a no brainer. And I'm just tired of having to act surprised. You know, and be like, I can't believe this guy's president. You got to act like I don't even know how it happened. That's a mystery to me. And how it's so good. And it's so liberating just to say, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I voted for that guy. Your your uh Hillary Clinton, she sucked. She sucked ass. She was it was so great. It was so great. And the crowd was losing its mind. I'm imagining you had a lot of like-minded folks in Levittown. I did. I had yes. one lady come up you were to me after the, to the show. Crowd there. I had one I tell you what, they're timid. They're timid, and they were waiting. Once I said it, and once I said, "Yep, I did it," and I do that shit again, that's when they really came on board. They're waiting for a. They're waiting for a leader, and that's I think what Trump realized, uh, probably in the late '90s or early 2000s. They're they're just like they don't know they're waiting for a leader, but they are, and they respond to it. I only had one person, one person like he was really funny until he, until he started talking about Donald Trump. I didn't care for that. Yeah, and I bet you walked out of a comedy show when people were talking about Obama. I bet you walked out. She didn't walk out of my show. She stayed for the whole thing. She had a great time. But, like, that's just – I hate the hypocrisy of it. So, anyway, that's why I'm in such a good mood. And and, and, and what happens – this happens to me on stage, too. I get in a really good mood, and then I'm kind of scatterbrained. So I need uh, I need the Liberty Gypsy, uh, the shackles of liberty, the, the dog collar of truth to keep me on task. What? See, that's just it. I don't even know what – it just came flying out of my mouth. <laughs> you know when your dog has – shade right now. I need that kind of focus. I need that, that lamp that lampshade of shame to keep me focused on politics. 
You don't have to stay focused on politics. My God, we spent 20 minutes on sushi and 15 minutes on why we hate cruises in this podcast. Oh, we will get there. We will get there. There's <laughs> there's some stuff that I don't want to miss. Um, we got to talk about uh, Trump's tweet the other day about uh, Obama uh, and the wiretaps at Trump Tower. Yeah. I thought it was outrageously great. I thought it was the best on so many levels. I am at 100. There, there is zero downside to that tweet. Zero. No, but of course our, our friends in the liberal media and, and across the aisle are trying to turn it into grounds for impeachment, which is always entertaining. Um, How is that grounds for impeachment? Well, because apparently, according to some liberal pundits, he's accusing Obama of a capital crime, and to do that is illegal, and so he could be impeached. Now, do I believe any of that? No. It's just the way they they're overreaching on this, just like they overreached on sessions. It's just it's amazing the lengths they will go to to, like, develop this narrative that just doesn't hold water. But the most amazing thing. okay, so he put out those tweets and I think some people are right in that it was a Breitbart article by Joel Pollack that kind of got him wound up. But all Joel Pollack did in that article was summarize news articles that have been out there for months. I mean, it well, wasn't new information that Joel came across. It was literally going back through what had ter- transpired hmm. beginning last summer. Here's a moment that happened this morning on, on ABC News, whatever, Sunday morning, whatever their crappy program is. Uh, the lady who hosts that was all very, her eyebrows were furrowed and she was very, very concerned. And she was talking to a spokesman for the Trump administration. She kept, and, and, the, and the girl from the, from the Trump administration, who I'd never seen before, I don't know her That's, name. That's uh, Huckabee's daughter, Sarah. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anyway, she's going like, if these allegations are true, and if there is uh, blah, 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 and the woman from ABC is like, if, 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 you keep saying if, if you can't, you can't have an investigation on if, and, and I, and the girl, Huck, if it was Huckabee's daughter, she missed a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity. Oh, every if, investigation is based on if. Yeah. And what the fuck are you doing looking into Jeff Sessions if it wasn't for if, if, if. Uh-huh. So she laid back and she, she she could have like gone for the knockout blow, but that's like, it, it's fantastic. Yes, let's please, by all means, I love all he had to do was tweet that out and it opens up the door for, yeah, let's look into this. Let's look into the wiretapping they did. Let's look into how they tried to, oh, I don't know, didn't they, uh, didn't they tap Angela Merkel's phone? Oh, Wasn't yeah, the, no. Well, yeah, weren't we trying to out, uh, affect the outcome in the Israeli election? What uh-huh. were we doing there? Yeah, Where are we like spending that. our little money? Didn't we wiretap James James Rosen? Did they wiretap Cheryl Atkinson? How, let's see. Let us now have a really good open discussion about how Obama weaponized the government against its own people. Well, it the is IRS phenomenal. Scandal, um, yeah. The original lies about the NSA. Yeah. Yeah. If it's beautiful. There is at, zero downside. If you go back and look at this, it was well reported in the mainstream media. And Mark Levin actually did a wonderful job laying this out this morning on a couple of the Sunday shows. Um, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Guardian, 
all printed stories about the Obama Justice Department and the FBI together pursuing what is called FISA warrants, which are generally used for foreign intelligence. So they're generally used for information gathering on non-U.S. citizens. Now, sometimes some U.S. citizens are going to get caught up because they're interacting with these foreign agents. So... I mean, and this goes back for months, and their initial warrant was was declined, which is amazing because I've read statistics that about one in 2,000 are turned down, so it must have been really bad. Yeah. And, And so then they came back in October with a redone warrant with a narrower scope, and what I'm reading is saying that that one was approved. So there was a FISA warrant to look into Trump associates that they believed had ties to the Russian government. Now, that's been going on, and there has been no definitive information that has come out. You know, we had this dossier come out, BuzzFeed posted it, and we've had a lot of innuendo, but there has been no, and and even folks from the Obama side of the House this morning saying there was no definitive information regarding the Trump campaign and connections to Russia. So with all that, this has been widely reported in the media. And this morning, you think New York Times, the Washington Post and the Guardian forgot they ever printed those stories. CNN had a headline, Trump falsely accuses Obama of wiretapping. Because that was their headline. Because they know that Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Like I saw I saw that you tweeted out a couple days ago that like uh, a few months ago, you didn't believe all this mainstream media uh, is biased mumbo jumbo. But the longer you look at it, the more you believe. I know I'm paraphrasing there. I basically said I used to think the MSM bias was ridiculous living 40 days into the Trump administration. I know it's ridiculous. Are we done yet? I mean, it's it's just it's insane. It's, it's at a whole nother level. But here's what I know. Like what Trump is talking about is going to shine a light on real crimes, on real crimes. And that is the wonderfulness. Like I still can't get past this. And I, and I cannot believe that most journalists and, and members of – it's such an obvious like just a political uh, fulcrum. Ooh, I used fulcrum in a sentence. Uh-huh. This whole Russian – Russian hacked the election. Russia hacked – like I still to this day and, – and I'm getting angry now and I don't want to get angry because that's that's just predictable and boring and blah, blah, blah. But like what did they do? Like are, are they in trouble? Like did, did the Russians fish John Podesta? Yes, that's they the did. crime. That was the Russians? Oh, I don't or know if they... it was the Russians, exactly. but John Podesta got fished, and, and nobody on the left cared one whit about Russia <laughs> until that right. happened. So, so, like, until you, can, until you can show me that, like, that the Kremlin uh, or, 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 or Putin, like, said, hey, here's the idea. Let's go fish John Podesta. And, like, I, that's, that's, like, international. I, still, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the crime. But like, what do they think Jeff Jeff Sessions was doing? Like meeting with this Russian ambassador was he like good work, comrade? Now here's <laughs> here's Debbie Wasserman Schultz's passwords. Like, is that like what what is the crime? What is the crime? The whole nonsense around Jeff Sessions just kind of made me a little bit crazy. First of all, the question was asked by Al Franken, Stuart Smalley, and, and okay. it was all that hypothetical crap. It was and, a hypothetical crap. Aimed and it was structured around Sessions' role as part of the Trump campaign. Did you, as a member of the campaign, have any knowledge of people in the campaign or yourself have contact with the Russians? Okay, no, he said no. 
Did he offer additional information at that point? No. So then they go back and figure out that he had one meeting with the Russian ambassador with his aides present talking about the situation in the Ukraine because he's head, he was this, a ranking member of the Foreign, foreign um, Affairs Committee. Yeah. So, of course, hello, the intelligence people, come on. He's met with 25 ambassadors in the course of the last year. If you look at other senators, they meet with ambassadors frequently, depending on what types of committees they're on. It was in the normal course of his day job, which was being a senator for the state of Alabama. The other time he ran into the Russian ambassador was at the RNC at a speech Sessions was scheduled to give at the Heritage Foundation. Okay, so it was a this is this is now the, the, the part that I'm interested in talking about, because that little run in at the RNC mm-hmm. was part of an Obama program. Exactly. And it was like ambassadors for democracy or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They had they invited 100 ambassadors yep. to come and witness how, how democracy works. And they sent them to the Republican National Convention. Right. You cannot then turn around and go, and what were you doing then? <laughs> the president set it up. Exactly. The White, House, the White House invited the diplomats who were there. And yes, the <laughs> Russian ambassador was among them. So, I mean, I look at I look at the available information. I'm like, this is a nothing burger, a nothing. That's burger. why that's why I didn't want Sessions to step down. That's why I was completely on board with Trump, where there's a way to be open and honest about this and just say, but Sessions being a political animal, he's going to play the game. It's like chess. He's like, OK. I can see how there's bad optics on this, and it kind of might look la la la. So you took my bishop, but I still have my two castles and my not. It's just he. I I really wish he hadn't stepped down. I wish, I really wish I, he would get on get on TV and say what we just said. Well, I you know to some degree he did in his press conference. The way I understood it from his remarks is if there was going, he had been talking to the ethics folks at the DOJ and their other attorneys. Sessions is an attorney about whether if there ended up being an investigation into activities during the campaign, whether he should recuse himself because he was a surrogate. Now, I wish he hadn't done it that day if it was truly the appropriate thing to do, because now we have an oh, assistant God. DOJ, assist, an assistant attorney general who's an Obama holdover. So his assistant attorney general has not been to, through the Senate confirmation process yet, and that's not going to happen as long as this is going on. Well, I still like, what is the crime? Like, what is he? What is so let's say let's say he met with the uh, ambassador from Russia on a park bench, like out of a old time spy movie. Like, what would what is he doing? Like, what is the crime? Like, is he saying he's saying if you do this, we'll do that? Like, is there is there money flowing around? Because, like, if, if people are pissed off about it, this kind of stuff, then you got to bring charges against Hillary Clinton for the whole uranium thing. Well, and because any there's a direct correlation. Things. You asked you. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, off the top of my head, you guys uh, got some uranium. We need the uranium. Hillary says, hey, let's make this easy to have happen. And then all of a sudden, uh, a few million dollars goes pouring into the Clinton Foundation. Like, there's the crime. There's the crime. Well, so let's and, go after that. I, I don't know. With all these meetings, this is like this is wag the dog on on an epic scale that we have never seen before. I have yet to hear anybody say what when when they say Russia hacked the election. What in the holy fuck does that mean? 
Well, they, it doesn't mean anything. It means the DNC got hacked and that John Podesta got fished. Okay, why they use I, the I word hack that. with election is narrative. You know that. But like, why doesn't and why doesn't anybody? And this is what I love about Donald Trump is that he hits back. I would I, if I, I swear to God, if, if I was uh, Trump, I would just tell all his spokesmen to go out there and just like like monotone, just repeating it over and over again. So what's the crime? So what's the crime? Are we talking about fishing? Because I'll, I'll talk about that to the cows come home. Uh, but, but but you say hack the election. Did they did they get into voting machines? What did they do? What did they do? And And just end this nonsense. It is so part of the the lexicon now, and I know we've talked about it before on the show, and I know it's boring, and now I got my panties in a in a bunch uh, over it. But it ju- it's just, and this is why people on the right get angry about it because there are there are douchebags in charge, and that's what's <laughs> so refreshing. That's what's so refreshing about Donald Trump. I swear to God, like he cuts through this bullshit. He's not a political animal. He doesn't do the Jeff Sessions thing of, oh, it's bad optics. I'll step to the side because they'll say this and they'll say that. Trump just goes out and goes, hey, Obama hacked me. Obama, Obama tapped my phones and ba-boom. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, it, it, it certainly has people scrambling, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of days. That's all I got to say. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how interested they are in finding the truth now. Well, and then he's going to drop his uh, his new travel ban, as they're already calling it on Monday. That's uh, wonderful. Is the uh, well, you know, and then. I got into all kinds of trouble on Twitter because there's some horrible scuttlebutt that part of the Department of Homeland Security and ICE's new procedures will be to separate mothers and children who illegally cross the border, and I'm all for it. <laughs> like, like, why do you, why separate them? Like, if a, if a mom— Because the mom, mom goes to a detention center because she broke the law, and we put the child into protective custody to be appropriately cared for. Okay, so the mom so the mom goes with her child. I'm totally good with it. You don't think we could build or 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 take an already existing facility and say, "Hey, mom and kid, you can stick together until we send you back." I would hate to like incarcerate essentially children. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look it at it this way: fun. if I did something, you know what I I did? If I did like, something I think it was like, illegal, if I as an American citizen did something illegal to the point where I could be detained, I would be separated from my children. That is correct. Why that should is this correct. be handled any differently? Because uh, we're America and we're the shining no, city on the no, hill. But here's the what law. I here's what I said on the flip side a long time ago. We should get deportation cruises set up. Seriously, we get Disney to sponsor the whole thing. Oh my God. If a if a, if a mom and her kid like cross the border illegally, they're immediately shipped to like San Diego where they get onto a Disney cruise and they get sent back to the country where they uh where they started out and they get to hang out with Mickey and Goofy and the gang and like I guess you broke the law you got to go back to Colombia <laughs> and oh then we drop them off this they have is a almost wonderful as good trip. as the amusement park on the wall it oh it, that's a the more i think about it absolutely i tell you what i want a roller coaster on the top of the wall i want no roller coasters on the side of the wall High-speed rail going from San Diego to New Orleans is on the top of the wall, and on the inside of the wall, like every 500 miles, is a casino with the loosest slots in America. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and free parking. I thought you wanted to make. I thought you wanted it to make money, though. 
it that will pay for itself. It will. You're going to sell tickets to the train. You're going to sell tickets to the roller coasters. And that casino is going to make a boatload of money. And they'll all have themes. Like one will be like uh, a Chinese theme, like, ooh, the Great Wall of China. And then one will be like the the uh, the pyramids of Egypt. And you can have a hunk of the wall that sticks out a little bit, makes it look like a pyramid. I have ideas. I have sketches. I'm going to send them to the White House. Wow. And my Disney cruise back to the country of origin is also a great idea. They get a great buffet, uh, all you can eat, uh, and it's a good time because well, America's a very awesome. American experience, actually. Yes, yes. So they can take that back to Guadalajara or wherever the hell they're from. It'll be great. And you know, Disney would never go for that. <laughs> Disney wouldn't. We might have to. It, it might have to be like a um, like a knockoff version. Okay. I mean, it's you know, like when when like uh, when like Transformers was a big movie, people did uh, like uh, other robot movies. There were right. like cheap knockoffs of it. It'll be a knockoff of Disney. We won't have Mickey Mouse. We'll have uh, Sammy Mouse, and Sammy Mouse has like a red, white, and blue hat. So he's kind of like Sammy the Uncle Rat. No, no, it'd be a mouse. He'd be adorable. It'd be like Unc if Uncle Sam and Mickey Mouse had a baby. That would be Sammy Mouse. And uh, I, I, we can come up with characters till the cows come home, but we ship them back. They have a great experience. And here's my other one. If homeless people go crazy, uh, we send them to the Middle East. What? Yeah. If like a homeless person commits a bunch of crimes, you know, they're like they're breaking into 7-Elevens or whatever. Let's not put him in an American jail. Let's send him to like Mosul. As part of like the military structure? Well, you, I guess we should probably give him a gun. I don't know, just to kind of hang out and experience oh, and be an ambassador of our culture. And I thought, like, separating moms and their kids a little bit over the top. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, but, like, we've all seen the crazy homeless people. Like, it's just an idea. It's I'm floating the balloon. We could do it. Yeah. We could do it. I still like Sharia land as an idea. Sharia land is the best. It's the that best was, idea you've I'm ever never had. Gonna I'm never going to top it. And I... <laughs> And I think that, that Donald Trump, hopefully he'll hear about it. I need to discuss this with Ann Coulter because she has his ear. But it, it is the best idea, and it would work like a charm. Yep. No tourism, but. No, but you get you get the UN. You get everybody on board. Mm -hmm. This little hunk of Syria is just going to be for you guys. Have at it. Do it up. Enjoy your Islamic Shangri-La. <laughs> and then after about 10 or 15 years, they'll believe us. And and uh, after well, either a they'll kill themselves because that's normally what happens with these uh, these types. They'll kill each other because there'll be a fight over who's the best Muslim. Uh, and then if not, uh, we just wipe them out in one big airstrike, one big unannounced sneak attack, as my man Donald Trump likes to talk about. Oh God, <laughs> I love it. Like he takes a lot of grief for talking about the sneak attack, but I'm all in favor. I've said this on stage. And, and I'll say it again and again and again. The only reason we have a country is because we didn't fight fair. That's like true. The English, the English uh, this, is, this is on the oh, – and I was watching it last night on, on YouTube. I went back and I was looking at uh, old clips from uh, American Wiseass, and I'm going to start doing that stuff again. It, it, that was so much fun, and it was so great. I'm going to start doing more of it on the, on the Flipside TV show, little stories from history. But the only reason we have a country is because we didn't fight fair. If there's ever been a country on the face of this planet who knows what it is, like, hey, we don't give a shit. We just want to win. We got to get back to that. Well, you're not allowed to do that. Sorry, it's war. It's war, and I'm playing to win. I would do horrible stuff. I would have, like, 
big uh like pinatas that I would drop off like of you know of like uh naked chicks on the back of a donkey but like a big pinata like 30 feet tall mm-hmm. and and like the naked chick like with tits hanging out and it would be like so just like in your face hardcore nudity and you're like this but this it's a pinata of a naked what does it mean and you drop that off uh in like Mosul or you drop it off in in Syria and all these crazy Islamic people would be like so offended by it so incredibly offended they would come in to destroy it that's when the whole thing blows up <laughs> oh my god and and like after the initial killing blast then there's fireworks and it plays the American national anthem <laughs> oh my god and this is why Michael's not on the joint cheats his staff <laughs> I am an idea man, Gypsy. I'm an idea man. I have all kinds of stuff. All right, so I'm I'm all for the let's look into the Obama wiretap, the Russian hacking thing. Uh, I'm part of me doesn't even want to utter the phrase anymore. I wanted I wanted I want to make it the Voldemort of politics until you can tell me what the crime was. And that's the other thing I would do is if like Russia hacked the election, I'm like, okay, yes, they did. Yes, they did. When they released this email and then I would read the email, I would read the email. Oh, is this the one you're talking about? This one where they hacked it? The one where John Podesta talks about, uh, you know, throwing uh, uh, Bernie Sanders under the bus. Is that the email? Oh, oh, it's probably this email where uh, John Podesta is talking about how to start a revolution in the Catholic Church. Is that the email you're talking about? Is that the one? Oh, it's probably this email. And I would just go on and on and on. And they would roll their eyes and they'd huff and they'd puff. And I'd go, okay, I guess I guess you don't want to talk about this. I guess you want to change the subject. Well, unfortunately, the way they change the subject is to call it a Russian hack. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's fantastic. I re- and I did this on the flip side too. I when uh, uh, I put up a picture of Time Magazine when Boris Yeltsin was uh, elected in mm-hmm. Russia, and they're like, and it was the cover of Time Magazine. It was this joyous, joyous ovation about how America secretly helped Boris Yeltsin get elected. Da 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 da. So really, we don't do it. I think when when we do it, that shit's on the cover of Time magazine. Did did Obama not try to affect the outcome of Israel's election? Da 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 da. There was actually an article that came up from 2015 that got very little play because I don't remember this at all. Um, that was in the Wall Street Journal where when they were going through the Iran deal. Yeah. They actually spied on Congress and Congress's oh, discussions yeah. with various Jewish groups and Netanyahu. Yeah. Da, da, I totally da, da, missed that. Da, 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 That's so da. illegal. That one flew under the radar because journalists were all asleep and they didn't care. And it's <sighs> Obama, so let's look the other way. Yes, actively spying on Congress. Actively spying on Congress. Amazing. That sounds like a crime. And now we can talk about it. And that's what Donald Trump did when he accused Obama personally or the Obama administration of tapping his phones. You, He just opened up a Pandora's box of whoop-ass and let it fly. Let it fly. It is wonderful. Now, let's talk about all the shit they gave Kellyanne Conway for putting her feet on the couch. Oh, my God. 
Be proud of yourselves, journalists. Be proud of yourselves. Uh, That was horrifying. It was horrifying. horrifying. And then you had, what was his name? I think Cedric Roberts make a really off-color comment about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were talking about that this morning. What what did he say? Something about she looks familiar in that position or something like that. Oh, I I thought it was sexual. The way he said it, it came out that way. I can't remember his exact words. But Nancy Pelosi, oh, I can't comment on that. I'm not exactly sure what he said. Oh, my God. If those comments had been made about a female member of the Obama administration, Nancy Pelosi would have been lit up like a Fourth of July firework for the misogyny of it all. Oh, it is. I tell you what, women's group, shame, shame, shame. Shame. Any kind of, for real. Like you, you, you're now allowed to to burn your pussy hat because if you stood idly by and let that happen, you don't get to wear that cute little hat anymore. Well, they're all still gonna wear the cute little hat because the prevailing wisdom is it's okay to bash conservative women because we don't think right. Exactly. Yes. Obviously, we, we obviously. are we are victims of the patriarchy. You've met me. I look like a victim, don't I? Total victim. <laughs> you and you and Jenna, you and Jenna Jameson. Yeah. Big time victims. Total victim. Oh my gosh, her Twitter feed is outrageous. So much fun. It's fantastic. Well, we're going to go from Kellyanne Conway and her feet on the couch to um, a a piece of information we didn't have, we forgot to get to it last week, but there's uh, Kim. What's Kim's uh, Twitter handle? Uh, Jay Bailey's mom. Jay Bailey, oh, she's a mom? Yeah, she's a mom. Okay. To a (laughs) six-year-old. To a six-year-old? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, Kim has, Kim is responsible. I don't want to think about her <laughs> having a six-year-old now. She's responsible for the rusty trombone tweet uh, that got us going a couple weeks ago. And then she also found, uh, I guess we're just going to call it uh, camel toe underwear. Oh, my God. You know, there are things I understand. Okay, I understand the underwear. First of all, first of all, Liberty Gypsy, if yeah. I may be so bold, why don't you tell our uh, audience just what a camel toe is? It's things. Mo- it's something most women tries to avoid. <laughs> it's when your pants are too tight and you can see the goods. <laughs> so there it's is one of the so- <laughs> things that you, as a mother, tell your daughters to check before yeah. they leave the house. Your boobs you can't, can't fall wh- out of your bra, and you should not have a camel toe. Well, I wouldn't say the boobs shouldn't fall out of your bra. I'm always a big fan of that. I'm always no, a no, I, I, no, no, I'm a no, big no, fan. No, I'm no, a no, big, no. big fan of her cup runneth over. I remember being a little kid, and there was a movie, um, uh, The Three Musketeers, with like Michael York and Raquel Welsh and all these. And Raquel Welsh was in this dress that at any moment, at any moment, it looked like her boobs were gonna pop out. And I'm like 10 years old or whatever in the movie theater. And I'm like, I like that girl. I like her a lot. So yes, let's but... not, we're not going to throw, we're not going to throw the booby out with the camel toe. Okay. All <laughs> I'm saying is like when you teach your daughters, raise your arms, bend over, da, 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 da. Is everything where it's supposed to be? Are all the lines smooth? That's how you walk out of the house. Okay. So the camel toe underwear is what I call false advertising. It is it's, a. I call it disgusting. Whoa, whoa. Women go to great lengths to avoid that look. Why would you do it Evident- on purpose? Because you want attention. Perhaps that's it is a way of signaling. Of you, well, that's your judgment. You're putting your own uh, stuff on there. Generally, but maybe that-, that happens because you have an out-of-control muffin top. 
you know what I think we should do? What? This would be hilarious. Like women in the military have to wear this uh, camel toe enhancing underwear. So when they're out killing uh, uh, Islamic jihadis, the last thing these guys see <laughs> before they die that is, just wrong is a chick so who's ready to bang. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, no. I so get, anyway, I get the push-up bra. I get the thing Raquel Welch was wearing. I get the butt inserts. So you got a little J Lo going no, on. I no, no, no. Get the camel toe. Nope. See, that's where you lose me. That's I'm I'm against. Seriously, I'm I'm for the push-up bra. I'm against the padded bra. I am against the booty enhancing underwear, and I am also against the camel toe enhancing underwear because that is false advertising. I am, I'm a married guy. However, if I were single and I met a girl at a club and I'm like, wow, look at the boobs on her. Wow, look at that ass. And holy smoke, she's got a vajayjay that's ready for business. Then you get her home and you take off the bra and you're like, oh, oh, I guess, oh, that was a, that was a, that was a padded bra. These are, these are not what I was expecting. I, I can still, I love boobs. I'm, I'm still good to go. But man, that ass, that's going to be, that, that's going to be delicious. Whoa, that was a pad. Oh, she has a very, very uh, flat derriere as, as though she's uh, been raised on the back of a one by six piece of uh, lumber. Well, at, at least that vajayjay is all puffy and ready. To, oh, it's not. It's not. It's like uh, two raisins. <laughs> like uh, that's false advertising. False that advertising. is the reason not to do it. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to walk around uh, with uh, a sock in my underwear. Sure you are. That's... <laughs> What's stopping you? What's stop? It's false advertising. Like already, I I'm yeah. You said already. You, wouldn't. you didn't say you actually couldn't. Well, I wouldn't listen. Ladies are already gonna de be disappointed when they unwrap. Oh jeez. <laughs> when they unwrap. Uh... When they when they when they take off, they're already disappointed. I don't want to add to that. I don't okay. want to go. Wow, look at this. Look at this grand specimen. And then it's zip. And it's not a zip flop. It's a it's a zip. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, listen, if anything, I downplay it. I downplay it. <laughs> it's like it's teeny. It is so tiny. It it's pro you probably won't even feel it. Oh my god. And then and then when they unwrap it, they're like, oh, well, this is a happy <laughs> surprise. <sighs> That's good. That's quality comedy right I there. Got I nothing. can't believe I got nothing. Really? That was really? super funny, and you're doing the big sigh and you got nothing. That is funny. <laughs> I have a teeny tiny tic tac wiener. Wow. That's the advertising you put out there. That, so listen, you, you, undersell, under, you underplay unders everything. Undersell, over-deliver. <laughs> there you go. The art of the deal. <laughs> At least one kind of deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. So um, I've also been updating you on our robot overlords this week. Okay, see now there... I know we're trying to get this story in, and I know yeah. it's super important. So you had to do it, but man, oh man, that's a that's a shocking gear shift. We just it went was. from we just went from sexy fun to uh, robots of death. Well, and, no, because there's going to be sex robots too. Well, uh, listen, <laughs> we need we need the sex robots way before we need these uh, killing machines oh, on they're, wheels. They're coming like in the next twelve months. So I hear to brothels in Europe. Go really, really, ugh. Well, let's let's hope. Let's hope. 
and I need to see them, and I need to I need to okay them. However, here's what you need to do, uh, America and and foreign countries where you listen to this program. Go to Flipside Loftus, and you're, you're gonna have to scroll a little bit. Go to the the tweets that I have liked that I have liked. Uh, and you'll scroll down, and you'll see this robot. I don't know who built it, but it's it's it stands up like a human being. Boston However, Scientific. Boston Scientific, and it has wheels for feet. And I know that sounds very counterintuitive, but like if you watch um, Transformers, there's a there's a sequence there's a sequence in the movie Transformer where Bumblebee and Sam Witwicky they're in they're driving Bumblebee and they're going down the the, the freeway and they're being chased by this uh, skating. Uh, uh, Transformer. What what are the bad guys? You got the Autobots and the Decepticons. This Decepticon, but it's like, it looks like it's speed skating. This robot, that's a, a person, people have built this thing. It has wheels like that Decepticon and it skates around. And I tell you what, um, Liberty Gypsy, the very beginning of the clip, when that thing like stands up, that did it for me. That did it. And then it just got more terrifying after that. With with each new ability this flipping thing had. Oh, what got me was sliding around in the snow. And it didn't even slide. It didn't okay. even slide. It just so went the thing, zoom, 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 zoom. It can jump. It can go oh my up God. and down stairs. And I'm like, it enough. Stood up, enough. It stood up and I'm like, that's too much. Then it starts skating around. Mm-hmm. inside the warehouse terrifying then they have a ramp that it goes over on like one foot and like super terrifying then it starts like jumping over obstacles the size of a car you're like holy smoke it doesn't get worse than this then it goes down a snow covered hill a, a, a grassy hill covered in snow into a parking lot doesn't even slip doesn't even slip and i'm like okay oh yeah just put a knife on the end of that arm put a gun on the end of that thing's arm give it a, it's over it is over you couldn't we get away from stop. it if you tried i like, you know what i i i thought about uh how to defeat it and and hopefully like hopefully water w- would stop it but maybe not it's it seemed to be okay with snow uh i it seems like if it had a gun you don't have a defense against it unless it's another gun. And maybe you could shoot out one of its wheels. Uh, take I, I don't know. It was I don't know because terrifying. it can travel on one wheel. Right? right, right. It has balance control. I mean, the thing was just terrifying. And I know Michael feels fears the robot overlord. So whenever I see something like this, I send it to him. Mm-hmm. That I really and the, do. And the thing about that company that is collecting a personal profile on every American adult. That's not cool at all. Well, they, they're doing it, and apparently private investigators use it. I saw an article last week, and I just let it go. I kind of let it go, and I didn't tweet about it, but Google has an AI that it's working on. Oh, and it, it I forget what what they had the AI working on, but they kept making it more and more difficult for the AI, and it exhibited signs of anger and frustration. Now that's wrong because even the LMDs on Agents of Shield do not feel emotions. Uh, and this is what everyone's working for. They're working. To, Ooh, isn't this great? It has emotions. No, it reacted that's emotionally. <laughs> it's completely terrible. I know what we should do. Let's make the robot angry and see. Oh, that'll be great for that's science. Funny. For science. Just stop it. Let's make the robot angry and let it program itself. What? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, before we run out of time, uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer is up. I am all in on this movie. 
Kurt Russell is uh, playing Ego, the the dad to the lead character. That's going to be fantastic. That's brilliant casting. That never occurred to me, but that is just perfect casting. I have to go back and watch the first one so I can go see the second one. You really do. You really do. And go the watch Deadpool. I'm behind. Oh my! You haven't seen Deadpool? No. Okay. There is a there's the a trailer montage. For the next one cracked me up. The phone booth, though. God. Oh yeah, yeah. It's too funny. Now I want to say. Uh, for the record, uh, a friend of mine was a producer of the first Deadpool. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I saw Deadpool. I laughed so hard. I mean, and that's a hard R movie. That's a hard. You have you have to you have to see it so we can talk about it next week. That's okay. your, that's your assignment. There's a sequence there, hilarious. Just, I mean, the whole movie's funny. Uh, but anyway, I t- I talked to my uh, producer buddy about it about Deadpool two, and he said that like the first script that came in was bad, bad, bad. They didn't like it, and I know that uh, Ryan Reynolds was heavily involved in the first movie, so I hope the second one is as good. It's gonna be hard to have those great surprises again. Uh, however, I hope I hope Mr. Ryan Reynolds is happy with Deadpool two. I just the whole thing with the trailer and the phone booth is so dark. I was cracking up. It was very funny, and and Ryan Reynolds gave uh, gave the ladies a treat and made sure he got his naked ass pressed up against the glass. <laughs> no, just the idea. Uh, yeah, the, you're welcome, ladies. You're welcome. Yay! <laughs> I was just laughing okay. at the idea of the superhero changing in the phone booth to go save the man who gets shot as he's coming out of it. It just cracked me up, but I'm a big it's, fan of the Cone Brothers too. So it's a it's a very funny joke. However, I mean to really dissect it, Superman has super speed. Mm-hmm. So of course the phone and and of course Deadpool doesn't have that, so it does. The it's not it's not a perfect analogy, so that's what has me a little bit worried. It's a, it's a funny joke. It stands up and and yada yada. Uh however, uh we will see. Well, okay. I will watch the first one so we can discuss it, and then we can tear the sequel apart if needed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but watch the first Deadpool. So funny. So funny and so great. All right, it is now time for Michaeltopia. We are going to bring this baby home. Uh, in the real world, there's a bunch of wacky rules and laws that don't seem to make any sense. There's a different set of rules in Michaeltopia, and everything makes perfect sense. Uh, go ahead there, Liberty Gypsy. Hook us up with our first Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, when you have three successive in- illnesses in three days and have to go back to the doctor, you should only have to pay once. I agree. Yes, I I've agree. Seen more doctors in the last three to four days than I care to see in the next three to four years. So wait, you, so you went to the doctor and he says you have this, and mm-hmm. then he he lets you go. Mm-hmm. Then the next day you have different symptoms. You go back to the doctor and he goes, oh, you also have this. Yep. Then the third day, you, you, you've got new symptoms. You come, oh, you also have this. Exactly. You pay yep. once. That's a failure of medicine right there. <laughs> I just should have waited till I was really, really freaking sick, I guess. <laughs> so have them. I mean, like, listen, uh, you know, my nose is doing this. My throat is doing this. I got a weird thing here, and that's doing that. Maybe they should think about treating the whole patient and not just the stuff you're complaining about. Maybe. Maybe. It's been a rough week. It I, I it sounds like it has been, it sounds like it has been. Uh, but next week's gonna get even better. It's yes. it all gets better. That's the only good thing about being sick. There's two good things about being sick. Uh, when you have the flu and you're barfing and you've got it for a couple days, there's that moment. Uh, when you start when you just start to feel better, and then you look at yourself naked in the mirror and you're like, wow, I had the flu. I'm looking pretty good. <laughs> Check that out. I got abs. <laughs> it's a, right. That's the best part. 
And then the other good part about being sick, and this is my, maybe I am a bit of a, a, a sadomasochistic, uh, I don't know, I don't know in, in S&M who likes to get punished or whatever, but when you're sick, I love, I love when you start to feel better and you're like, mm-hmm. okay. And then you can, cause you, and this is just a, a bizarre philosophy. Maybe it's not bizarre. And I know I'm kind of going on and on about it. You never think about how good you feel when you feel good. Right. Right. Like when your teeth are fine, you just kind of go, oh, yeah, and you go on with your day. But we should take the the time out from our day to go, oh, man, uh, my thumb doesn't hurt. My teeth are good. I have vision. You know, because like when you hurt your baby toe and, and like and you and every time you take a step, it hurts. You're like, man, I had no idea. I had no idea. So occasionally thank your body for the things that it's doing well. Thank you. Um, thank you, gallbladder, for the wonderful things you do. Thank you, appendix, you underappreciated hunk of unnecessary shit. Yeah, I have neither one of those, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Okay. In, uh, in, uh, thank you, hippocampus. You got one of those, I got right? one of those. Okay, yep. And me a too. pituitary. Yay! In Michaeltopia, we do not weaponize the government against its own people. This is what we're talking about now, ladies and gentlemen, with Donald Trump's outstanding tweet about the Obama administration tapping his phones. We are now going to shine a light on the cockroaches that are people who have weaponized the government against its own people. And that is just going to be a gift that's just going to keep on giving and giving and giving. So in Michaeltopia, we don't weaponize the government against its own people. Also, I got another one. In Michaeltopia, there has to be a crime before there's an investigation. We're not allowed just to start. I mean, I guess you can, uh, but in Michaeltopia, you can't. You can't just like you start pulling start over, over people. I lost the first part of it. No. No. In Michaeltopia, there has to be an, uh, a crime before there's an investigation. You can't just start pulling people over and going, you know what? I think you're guilty of something, and, and after our investigation, we're going to find out what you're guilty of. Talk about some Nazi tactics. This is straight up. This is straight up. Show me your papers. You are guilty of a crime. We just haven't figured out which one. So we're just going to ask questions about everything and find out what you're guilty of. That's horrible. That's horrible. It is horrible. No, I agree with you. I think this entire, <laughs> the entire last couple news cycles have just been like, tear your hair out worthy. That's how ridiculous they are. Well, that's our show. Here your homework, uh, America, and all points in between, and, and to the global audience. I never want to forget you guys, and thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, people in other countries who listen, people who are stationed overseas who listen. Thank you so much. Uh, you do have some homework this week. Uh, you got to go to the Facebook page for the flip side. The flip side with Michael Loftus on Facebook. Uh, go over there. Check that out. Check out the theloftusparty.com, our outstanding website that's that's about to be become uh, a, a bit edgier, a bit more. I'm just going to keep pushing the envelope, Liberty Gypsy. We're just going to keep pushing the envelope. Uh, titillation. Titillation. And please, please, please uh, go to iTunes and, and throw up some stars. Or just go to iTunes and throw up. <laughs> Go to iTunes. Oh, jeez. Click on some stars because there's an algorithm. There's an algorithm for everything. And to, to get this thing going and to keep it growing, our, our growth has been 
huge the past couple months, and I love it, and I'm addicted to it, and I want more. So if you go to iTunes, uh, review the show, say whatever you want, give us some stars. Five would be awesome. However, uh, I'm not going to be uh, too picky about it, but we will grow, and then uh, we can we can get more people uh, involved and more people to, to voice their opinion. And we are selling liberty. We are the right. We're selling freedom. We are we want more fun. <laughs> That's all we want. I don't know how we got painted into this corner of being uptight douchebags. However, the Loftus Party is going to struggle against that on a daily basis. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to talk Deadpool next week with the Liberty Gypsy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.